All right, boys, we're back talking basketball for uh, it feels like a long time since you talked some Knicks. I think it was like actually back to like All Star break that we actually got into these guys, and now that we get to catch up with them, uh, they've been on one hell of a run. And I'll say this a little aside to the listeners: part of this podcast is going out to Mister Lavigny. So you know, Mister Lavigny, if you're listening. You know, a special treat here. Get some inside access to the the inner workings of the Sports Night podcast. Um, but you know, you know, we'll start off. The Knicks went on some some crazy winning streak, man. Uh, and you know, we're talking back to what they hadn't done it since like the 2013 season. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How are how are they doing this? Like, this is a team that's been historically bad basically since 2013, and now all of a sudden we're seeing win after win after win. What's going on here? Um, I honestly, so the Knicks were basically, I was, I was just checking the schedule. They were 25 and 27 going in, going into this nine game win streak. So they were obviously in like, they were in like a wild card spot. I don't, I don't know exactly where they were, but they were like in a tough spot and going, winning nine in a row. They put themselves in a really good position. Obviously the season's not over, but now currently they're eight games over 500 and they're like in a really good spot to make the playoffs. I just think like they, they went on a run. They noticed that if they wanted to make the playoffs, they needed to go on one of these runs. And that's exactly what they did. And um, if you're trying to look at like how exactly they did it, I think the biggest factor is obviously their star Julius Randall. If you look at some of the, the leading scorers from the nine game win streak, I think Randall's like, like he has seven of those nine games. He put up like 44 points, um, 40, 32. And he, he just like, um, and even if, if you, besides the points, he, he was leading some of these games in rebounds and assists. And he, he was just taking over a lot of these games. I think like that's one of the main factors of how the Knicks went on this crazy nine game win streak. I don't know if you remember, I'm sure you do. Like back when we, back at that All-Star break, we were talking about the second half of the schedule. And I think we just kind of asked them to like, they when they might have been like fifth place, maybe even lower. Yeah, I think they were hanging around like the six or seven seed. Right, maybe right, right around there. And we just kind of asked them to stay there because we John Franco read out the schedule and he's reading out teams left and right that you're like, you know, these are really good teams. It's going to be tough. And then all of a sudden, Tommaso even says it like they weren't in, they weren't being world beaters at the moment. They go on this nine win streak and they basically cement themselves. As a playoff team, if you look at it right now, they're closer to the three spot than they are to the eight spot, which is crazy because yeah. for most of this year, we've talked about the standings as one through three was so far away from the rest of this like crazy playoff push. And now the Knicks have kind of created a lot of separation here. Do you guys believe that like, would it just have to be a catastrophic failure if they don't make the playoffs? Um, yeah, I think, I think that's fair to say they're 36 and 28 right now. I think it would have to take like, a complete meltdown to not make the playoffs at this point. And I mean, they are going on a pretty tough run here. I think they have the, the Grizzlies, um, Nuggets, and then they play the LA teams. It's, it's a tough schedule, but I think they should still be able to win a few games and stay in a playoff spot. Yeah, no, I definitely... 100% Tommaso, what you just said, but also just to like reiterate it, like Lou, like you've been saying, like as Knicks fans, we've never seen, like, you know, it's been so long since we've seen competitive basketball coming from them. And I feel like coming into this year, 
like, you know, expectations were just like so low, like, you know, like, but then all of a sudden we start seeing changes, like, you know, with Thibodeau, with everything, everyone's been referring to this culture change. It's been such a big thing. And, you know, I feel like the team's finally starting to get a little respect today. Um, on first take, I saw it, Max Kellerman and Stephen A. Stephen A. Smith's a big Knicks fan. Max Kellerman, you know, he, he started making jokes these past few years. He was like, whatever, I'm, I'm done with the Knicks. Like, I'm not, I'm not even calling myself a fan no more, whatever. And today, finally, he came out and he said Julius Randle should be a top five candidate for MVP. So, I mean, I think it's awesome that, you know, these players are really starting to get the respect around the whole league. And like Tommaso just referred to also, like this tough schedule, this tough stretch that they got, you know, coming off this, you know, the end of the season. They are coming, I think, in their last 11 at 10 and 1. Because I know they had the loss to the Suns that ended a nine-game winning streak, which they also played a great game. You, you know, you noticed it at the end, you know, playing these high, these, you know, best teams in basketball at the end. You know, they lost a little gas. They had a lead. But then, you know, things trickled away from them. But, I mean, I think the biggest thing is not even, like, you know, seeing wins and seeing wins come out of this. Obviously, that's what you're hoping for. But I think just seeing competitive basketball, seeing that they can hang around with, like, you know, these teams like the Nuggets, these teams like the Suns, the Clippers, the Lakers, these teams that have solidified themselves as championship contenders. And obviously that's where you, we hope that the Knicks are heading like in the right direction. But I just feel like it's more important to see them actually competing and, you know, standing their ground with these great teams, which they have done over the stretch. So I just hope that they continue to play like this. And, and it's worth noting, right, with the Suns, best record in the NBA, if I'm not mistaken, like a winning percentage mm-hmm. over 700. Mm-hmm. And if it's not for some circus shots from Chris Paul, maybe that's a win for the Knicks. You know, that's, that's what it took to beat the Knicks. John yeah. Frank, you talked about how, like, Julius Randle, like, MVP top five. And I think NBA just released their ladder, like, ranking. I think he was seven or eight. and I, So, he definitely, by the end of the season, definitely could be top five. And I also, I know we were talking about, I think, probably over the winter, how we're hoping, oh, maybe they'll get in a play-in play mm-hmm. spot. Now, I think we're hoping. We don't, we don't want them in the play-in tournament. We want them in the play Exactly. That's why I'm, I'm right. hoping our expectations aren't too high. But, I mean, that's what brings so much fun with this team. I mean, like, that's why. I, I mean, as fans, we do get greedy, but, like, that's just how it is. But the way they've been playing, it's just it's, – it's unbelievable right now. Now, I think, like, I feel like and we've I, all – all right, Luca, cool. Go. <laughs> Go. I mean, in a playoff series, who wants to play the Knicks? The Knicks are one of the hottest teams in basketball, I think – I know it might be too much optimism, but I would put money on the Knicks in any playoff series just because how hard they work and how great their defense is and how well they work yeah. together. Yeah, well, I know you know Lubin was talking about putting money down in the Nets, and I was just like, I'm not going to say anything, but if I had to put money down on anyone, Knicks, baby. Yeah, um, that's it. But and I, I like Lucas, Lucas' point, too. Lou, I don't mean to cut you off, but I'm just oh, like – good. This defensive, like, you know, I mean, I don't know. I feel like in this like this day and age in basketball, all we're just used to is, you know, so much shooting, so much, like, you know, I feel like it's turned into, like, obviously more of, like, an offensive game. Like, you know, great offenses, you know, they always come out on top. But when Thibodeau came in, Tom Thibodeau, the new coach this year, I feel like we started to see different stuff, like, you know, not only, you know, becoming such a great defensive team, I'm, they are, I think, the best defensive team in the league. I mean, they lead the league in a defensive efficiency. I think points per game allowed, you know, like they're just all in all, all around, just a gritty, you know, a, a fighting team. And I think that's huge for what they're trying to build and trying to turn away from, like, you know, these horrible past, you know, few years that they've had. And I mean, obviously, uh, we talked about Julius Randle, even guys like Reggie Bullock, 
RJ having an awesome second year. Like, you know, there's just stuff that get just so many different things. Rookie, Manuel Clickley, um, Obi Toppin's looking like he's starting to turn a corner maybe a little bit. Like, you know, there's just so many, like there's so much young talent on this team that I just, I just think this like, there's something brewing. I don't want to get too excited, but it's, it seems like something brewing. You can feel it. And I definitely I want to talk about Thibodeau a little bit later, but first I kind of get into some of these players. Like we've all mentioned Randall so far. But like honestly, like I've had fun just watching some of the other players grow or, or some of the new guys. Like I know I love watching Derek Rose. When I when we got him, I was like, like this is great. I love this guy. Like, who have been some of your favorite players to watch so far, man? Because I feel like they've made this experience so fun. Oh, can I jump in here? Oh, oh. sure. I was – I know he's been out, but Alec Burks has been very clutch. He, and he's <laughs> been out on this win streak, and I think he had COVID. Mm-hmm. But watching him in crunch time with a couple minutes left, just chucking up wild threes and somehow <laughs> they just go it, – it's so fun to watch. Um, I was gonna say RJ Barrett. I, I've I've fallen in love with him. I I just think he's um a lot of people were giving him hate last year, and I think he really proved that he still belongs in, in on this team and in the city. And he's he's been obviously he hasn't put the numbers up as Randall has, but he's still putting up very good numbers. Like you see a lot of these games that Barrett actually leads the Knicks in scoring. And I think that's really important. That's another thing that's been really important for this team. For me, who I would say has been most exciting, I mean, I love Burks and D Rose, like you mentioned, Lou, RJ, too. Tommaso said he's having a great year. I think for me, it's there's two people Reggie Bullock, who's had an amazing year. And um, I would say Noel, Noel mm-hmm. for this reason, because, you know, and, and also, um, like um, Luca just, uh, you know, he just said about Alec Burks being out. Mitchell Robinson's also been hurt. Hmm. So that's a huge, you know, one, he's supposed to be our starting center. He's a huge part, brings so much defense to the team, so many things. And, you know, Noel getting his number called on, having to step up. And I feel like he's played phenomenal. And the thing that I like about this team, and like, you know, Tommaso said, like, RJ seems like, you know, the numbers, whatever, aren't there. Noel, he doesn't, he doesn't shock you on the stat sheet. But if you watch him, he's playing 40 minutes a game, and he's just in there every at five blocks a game, these steals, you know, down the stretch, making key rebounds, stuff like that. Even he came to the free throw line a couple of games ago and he hit two clutch free throws at the end of the game. Malines Noel's been I don't even abysmal free throw shooter. <laughs> like, you know, I just feel like there's these guys that are just coming up and everyone's just doing their part. And whatever they're called upon to do, you know, we're not asking somebody to go out there and drop 50 points, you know, praying that we get a win. We just need everybody to do their part. And I feel like they're just doing a terrific job at that. Everyone's just sticking to their role and they know what they have to do. Everyone's referring to this team. Julius Randle loves saying it all the time. You know, it's like a family. That's what it like, you know, that's how they're so close and everything. And uh, Bullock that everyone, all Knicks fans loved, he said in the, uh, a little earlier in the year, he said, um, they were like, what do you think about this big three that they're building? Like referring to like Bullock, uh, RJ and Julius Randle. And Bullock's answer was, we have a big 15. You know, mm-hmm. that, that's what I'm saying. I just love that about this team that they just, no one expects, you know, so much. If Randall's having a bad night, then they know that, you know, let's pick him up. Everyone's just ready to step up and do what they got to do. And it's just, it's been working out. That quick side note, like no, if no, you, no. it's talking, Luca, I'm talking, I'm talking now. <laughs> um, I'm talking now. We got we to get to stuff. There's a list. 
We have talking points. We gotta get to it, man. Theo Pinson. <laughs> say Theo what you want to say, Lucas. Say what you want to say. We're missing Theo Pinson. He's the glue that keeps them together. <laughs> he is. He is. He is the big bench guy. I actually, I actually yeah. like him a lot too. Interrupted me to talk about Theo Pinson. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I think you talk about like the Big Fifteen. He's one of the most important players. <laughs> no, I mean, listen. No, it actually, it really is because they've spoken about how, like, live the bench is. If you watch the Knicks there in this game, like, they can make a wide-open layup. This guy, Pinson, is up and at it. They are just freaking out of the bench. That's why I, I feel like they're just such a fun team to watch. Like, you know, it just, it just it's different than something that we've seen. Like, you know, in the past when the Knicks have been good, they've had the star power, like, you know, like Melo, and, like, you know, you're, you're hoping for him to drop 50 points a game. But, you know, it's just it's just this, this new culture that they're bringing, these new guys that, you know, not a lot of people heard of or, like, you know, we've been talking about Randall so much, but, you know, people have been saying he's been in the league. It's not like, you know, he's he just got to the league. He's been on he's been on the scene for five or six years now, you know, and we've never seen this play from him. But just like the work ethic and everything that's just so different about this team that we haven't seen from the Knicks in a while, I feel like it's definitely a key contributor to how they've gotten to this spot. So the quick side note I was going to say before Luca expressed his undying love for Theo Pinson was like <laughs> beginning of the season. Could you imagine the Knicks even in like eighth place without Mitchell Robinson? And like, right. Like now here they are basically missed him. I feel like we haven't watched him at all. I mean, he, he's actually, he's probably played a decent amount more than I actually realized, but for most of this year, we've been riding with Nerlens Noel and he's just been everything you could want. But I think, you know, we talk about the star power of Randall and we talk about the, the depth that I'm so impressed by, the fact that you have guys coming and working with Randall in the starting lineup and then off the bench. You you think that this is going to attract stars? I mean, this has been one of the biggest things around this team. People say, you know, Dole, Dolan, people don't want to come play with Dolan. Uh, I don't know how much how much truth that is, but it is a fact that, you know, the Knicks have not been able to sign big free agents. And that was, that really, it was really shown to us when, KD and Kyrie, after all that talk about signing in New York, signed with Brooklyn. Now that everything seems to be changing here, you think maybe some stars are going to look at this and be like, hey, this is a winning organization. Take me to New York. Let me play at the Garden. Mm -hmm. No, definitely. 100%. And, you know, I feel like that's even something that's bigger than, you know, them coming. I mean, listen, you know, if we're going to be honest, obviously we're hoping – all we want is just a chance in the postseason. You know what I mean? Let this team get hot like they've been playing. Let this defense, you know, let them be, you know, the scrappy team that they are. Maybe we can take a few. Hopefully we can get to the next round. We're hoping to obviously play the Nets. That's that's like the dream right now. You know, we would want to play all these guys that didn't come to us and, you know, showing them what we've gotten. But, I mean, personally, I don't know. Because as a Knicks fan, I love what they're building right now with all these players. And, you know, like I referred to it before, I like, you know, that everybody knows their role. Everybody, I just feel like, I feel like the way that everybody looks up to Julius Randle, and you know, Julius Randle, in my opinion, is becoming a star in this league, but I feel like he's just, he's so humble and like, you know, he's still there. He's the first guy in the gym and the last one to leave. You know, he's been referring to so much that, you know, that Kobe Bryant's been teaching him, that Kobe Bryant taught him when he played with the Lakers, you know, and he's been trying to implement that on this team, you know, finding gyms when they're on uh, road games, you know, getting extra shots late at night, you know, that's what this team quickly so many times we've seen after he's had a 20-point game, as soon as post-game, everything's over, he's right back onto the court shooting, you know? These people, these kids are just trying to get so, so good. And, like, I don't know, I just feel like they're so hungry to just prove everybody wrong. I just, to me, getting a star, it scares me because, you know, when you say the word star, you think of these guys that, like, you know, 
they attract so much. Like, I don't know, they just bring so much with them. That's just how it is when you're a star athlete. I just feel like bringing someone like that to a team like this might ruin it. They might attract too much attention. They might be demanding too much. You know what I mean? If we were to, if we were to get somebody like, you know, obviously names that have been thrown around with the Knicks of people like Bradley Beal, you know, Devin Booker was there, but you know, now that now I know I love Devin Booker, but like, you know, now the Suns are playing well, Damian Lillard, like, you know, there's Damian, so many yeah. of these guys. Mm-hmm. I just feel like they're, they're go get it. I like, you know, they're just, let me get you 40 points and that's it. I just feel like this team's different. And I, I feel like that would break the chemistry that they have, but I do feel like in this league, just the way that the game's going, I feel like you do need that star power to get to the next level and to truly be contenders. So that's why I'm up in the air with that. I feel like it can go both ways. Yeah, I agree a hundred percent. But another thing that you're, you're talking about is like, uh, like the culture, like, like quickly, like quick, players like quickly and Randall, like staying after, after a game to work in the gym. I think that's what makes this team so different from, like like recent years where the Knicks obviously we know the Knicks have been any good I just think like like you you also said they're hungry they're just motivated to like prove everyone wrong that the Knicks are a new uh completely new team I just also think the 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 fact that like just even obviously it's not full capacity but just the fact that there's fans in MSG and obviously we haven't seen fans in a while in sports I just think it's like it's a completely new culture in, in the city. And I, I just think they're motivated to prove a lot of people wrong. I mean, I'm excited. You know, we've talked about this significant culture change with the Knicks. I think you can really only attribute it to one man and that's Tom Thibodeau. I can't say enough about what he's done. I think it's no brainer coach of the year. Um, I mean, like, would you say how, how much of this success would you? I guess it's true, Luke. We should attribute most of the success to Theo Pinson. But um, if we were, if we were being, I guess, unbiased, how much of the success would we attribute to Tom Thibodeau here? Um, I think this team would be nowhere close to where they are right now without him as a coach. John Franco said earlier, the defense. Um, you don't see defense like this in the NBA, especially recently. And I think it's just the the fact that this team plays such good defense is the reason why where they are today. And I mean, he also everyone makes fun of like he he doesn't have like he he never looks happy. But but you know, like on the on the inside, he's really happy with his guys. And I just think he he he's like brought this team to another level with the, with the defense. The stats yak throw are crazy. Yeah, mm-hmm. it it's insane. And like you know, like. Just to add on to what Tommaso said, too, like, you know, you see Tom Thibodeau, like, he's angry when they're up, like, 30, you know, with a minute left in the – like, you know, it's, it's like, crazy. But, like, back again, like, it just shows, like, how, how much he demands of his players. And, you know, sometimes in the league it doesn't work. Tom Thibodeau, as great of a coach as he is, there is controversy that comes with him. You know, like, people have said that, like, you know, he, he plays his players too many minutes, stuff like that. You know, Julius Randle does lead the league in minutes – almost positive RJ Barrett, you know, up there in the top five along with them. Like, you know, there are like, you know, some Knicks fans that do complain, like, you know, listen, they're up 30 at the end of the game. Like, you know, take, take them out with the last minute. But I just feel like he just, he just wants to keep pushing. And, and the fact that the players are so with it, I feel like it's just, he, it's just making it so much better. And he's definitely without a doubt, the reason why they are where they are today. I think uh, just like their defense is fantastic and there's some great defenders in their own right, but I think it's more about the effort and, that everyone's putting in and 
how they're all buying into the Thibodeau system. And I think this is a perfect place for Thibodeau because they're all so young and, and they're all impression, impressionable. Impressionable. Ugh. There we go. <laughs> and I think they bought into a system and now their work ethic on defense is translating to I think their game as a whole. And I think it's just doing wonders for all the young kids there on the team. All right. I um I think even as you no know, Knicks fans, it would be very tough for us to deny that when we look across the borough at Brooklyn, it's tough to say that they don't have the better talent. But I think one of the, the most fun conversations you could never have is who is the team in New York? Because that doesn't always translate to to skill, to talent, or to even like the record. Mm-hmm. So I mean, I don't know. The Knicks have kind of spark some fire here in New York city. It seems like everyone's talking about them. Are they the team in New York right now, man? In my opinion, it's not even a question. It's not even close. New York Knicks basketball is back. The Mech is back. MSG's back. <laughs> and I mean, listen, okay. Maybe it is a little biased as an fan saying that, but I mean, realistically coming into the season and, you know, I feel like I always refer to this point when this comes up and I feel like most of us Knicks fans do, but I feel like it just, it, it's really all you need to say. Coming into the season, you knew what the Knicks fan, I, I mean, I'm sorry, you knew what the Nets were going to be. You know, championship contenders, it was whatever. They got all the star power. It was NBA finals or bust. But I mean, the Knicks, what were we ready for? Another lousy season, hoping that maybe this guy will be topic and dunk. Like, you know, like we had no hopes. <laughs> I remember early, and I was, I'm not going to lie, I was on the bandwagon too. I wanted to trade Randall. We were hoping that Randall was playing well. So by the all-star break, we could trade him and get picks. Now we're all trying to hold on to this guy, Randall, and making sure that he's a part of this future that we're trying to build. You know what I mean? So I just feel like coming in, the expectations for the Knicks were so low. And the Nets, they still are where they are, obviously championship or bust. But, I mean, to see where how far the Knicks have come, you know, in this season, expecting absolutely nothing from them, I think without a doubt it has to be the Knicks of the team in New York. Yeah, I agree also. The, the Nets haven't been haven't – been, I don't know, how long have they been – been in New York. It hasn't been that long. They, they've always been the New Jersey Nets. Yeah. I just think you can, you can call them the Brooklyn Nets. Obviously, they're, they're a team in New York, but the <laughs> Knicks are the team in New York. Yeah. Even even if they're not as talented, I think I think they're they're the team. Tomaso just made a very important distinction. Look, all four of us right here, we're all Brooklyn guys, right? And I think we say Brooklyn, hundred percent par in New York. Like we. We consider ourselves New Yorkers and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. As a guy that I can literally look out my window and basically see Barclays Center, the, the Nets don't feel like New York, man. They don't even feel like Brooklyn. Like, <laughs> they, they they still kind of feel like foreigners. And I look at it like, if someone's a fan of the Nets, I'm like, like where are you from? Like, where, where are you been, bro? <laughs> like, it, they don't – I kind of look at them funny. Like, Aiden Lubin says, oh, he's a Nets fan. I'm like, oh, that checks out. He lives in Hoboken. Like, that checks yeah. out. Sure. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. all right. So, I don't – they just don't – they don't feel like New York to me. And I get that, you know, they're getting, a, you know, some some eyes because of, you know, the star power, Harden, Durant, and Irving. But I feel like, like you know, the bar is so high for them. And, like, no matter what they do, like, honestly, like, this season, this regular season for the Nets just kind of feels, like, dull. Like, it's like, 
they don't I don't really feel like they they play with the passion and the fire the way the Knicks do. And I think that's reflected in the way you know, the fans react to the Nets and the way the fans react to the Knicks. You know, Knicks fans, we're pumped up. Nets fans, it's like, oh, we're waiting for the playoffs. Like you've just been waiting for the playoffs the whole time. Like, what's up with you? Exactly. And I was just gonna say that too. That's another thing, you know, going back to that question about, you know, star power, wanting to like, you know, a big star like that. You see, like, you know how much the game has changed now. Like, all these stars, KD and Kyrie and Hart, I don't think we've seen them once, you know. Maybe it's been a few times, all three of them on the court, like, you know, this year. Everything's about load management and, like, you know, they say, oh, they're keeping their bodies rested for the playoffs, this and that. I just feel like they don't have that excitement. And, I mean, what's the point of watching them? I I mean, I understand playoff basketball, but it's different, like, you know. And that's why I just feel like the culture and just everything, the excitement, it's just there's so much more for the Knicks than there is for the Nets. One final question that I think will be really fun for you guys, especially as you guys have been Knicks fans a lot longer than I've been. It feels like the gold standard in recent years. Like, sure, we can go back to the 90s or whatever, and that's kind of how sad we have to go back that far. But, like, the recency standard for success with the Knicks, it's 2013. That's what's always compared to, right? Like, oh, the nine-win streak, haven't done that since the 2013 Knicks. And we're talking, like, Mello, Stoudemire, Tyson Chandler, J.R. Smith. How does this team, do you think, compare to that 2013 team? Wow. That's tough. <laughs> that really is tough. Because I mean, like growing up, those guys were that's like, nostalgia, like, baby. That's yeah, pure no, nostalgia. Yeah, like, you know, no pack, corner three, bang. That there's <laughs> just so much stuff from that team. Like, you know, it brings me back. Like, I'm not gonna lie. You know how many times I watch highlights from that team, like, you know, trying to get excited. And you know, now I'm happy that I don't need to do that. I can focus on, you know, finally this New York's team. Usually by November, right around Thanksgiving time, when we're a month into the season, I'm like, all right, pull up YouTube again. Let me watch Melo drop 62. <laughs> I can't watch this team. But I mean, you know, I just feel like this, as much as they're similar, like, you know, we're talking about the wind streaks and, you know, um, I guess relevance wise, if that makes any sense, you know, like mm-hmm. how both teams are good. I just feel like this team kind of has sort of a different feel because, you know, when you thought about that team, you knew everybody had, like, you know, everybody looked up to Mello, okay? And this team, that compares with Julius Randle. But I feel like Mello was still, as much as I love Mello, and, like, you know, he's probably one of my favorite, maybe my favorite basketball player ever, he never really, he never got the credit for the leadership that, like, you know, he brought. It was always like, all right, guys, we don't know what we're doing on offense. Give it to Mello. Let him go get, like, you know, let him go get this bucket. But after the game, people were always saying, like, you know, he just wasn't, he never had, like, that true leader to him. I feel like Julius Randle never talks about himself after these games. No matter if he's dropping 40 points or he's dropping 15, but he has 15 assists, he's always talking about the team and what Coach Thibodeau is doing and what all these guys around him are doing. I just feel like this team is more – I see more everything well put together from this team than I did from that team. Although I love them. That team's always going to be, like, you know, one of my favorite ever because, you know, that's one of the next – the last time that they were relevant. But I just feel like this team has something that's that's different. Um, I also think – because if you, if you if you look at like the situations when 2013 the Knicks were expected to be pretty good and they had like they were pretty relevant in 2013 like like during that time they weren't a terrible team but if you look at the past like if you look at 2021 where we are right now and you look at the past uh, four or five years the Knicks just haven't been like that relevant and no one really expected them to be this good. So I just think it's like another one of those things that they're just trying to prove a lot of people wrong. And it's, it's, it's just a different feel. 
I'll say this. This is the tough task for this Knicks team um, when we compare it to the 2013 team. I think when we talk about early 2010s teams across all sports, like those are special teams for us because those are guys we, you know, we grew up watching. Like I think back for me and John Franco, guys like Curtis Granderson, mm-hmm. Cano, Deshera, guys we, you know, grew up watching for Luca and Tommaso, David Wright, uh, maybe Beltron a little bit, and and like Daniel Murphy, like those guys, right? Like they hold a special place in our heart. It's the same thing with those early 2010s Knicks, but I guarantee you, right? This team does something in the playoffs right here. They're going to have a special place in, in our hearts too. Yep. hundred percent. Agreed. Yeah. All right. So, uh, I mean, I think that kind of covers, you know, uh, our, our Knicks talk for today. And I think we're going to end the podcast right there. Uh, so yeah, this is going to be one of the shortest ones we've ever done. Uh, but just like that, yeah, let's call it a night. <laughs>